to Life After Baby Loss, a podcast brought to you by Grace in Action. I'm Siobhan, Grace's mum, and together with David, Grace's dad, we'll be exploring life after loss. Hello and welcome to the well, nearly final episode of our um, our mini pod fest for Baby Loss Awareness Week 2021. I'm Siobhan. I'm David. And today is the last day of Baby Loss Awareness Week and that means it's the wave of light, uh, which is where um, people like us will light a candle if they are uh, given to that at seven to, well, basically thousands of people around the world will be lighting a candle uh, between 7pm and 8pm their time, wherever they are, in honour of their dead children mm. um so anyone can participate yeah. it forms a wave of light around the world hence the name um but like Siobhan said anyone can participate so if there is anyone in your life that you know who has experienced baby loss and you want to honor them and their child then feel free uh, if it's your want to light a candle yourself absolutely and one of the best things you could do take a photo of it and send it to the person and say thinking of you and baby's name Absolutely. That, oh my goodness me, that just like, wow, that just makes your heart burst. And it's beautiful uh, to have your baby remembered. Um, And also, if you want to do that and join with us, then um, please, you know, feel free to post on social media and tag us. We're in various different forms. We have a hashtag we love to use, which is a moment for grace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Wave of light, that's another one. Yeah. B-L-A-W. Or baby loss awareness week or 20 you add 2020 to that as yeah. well mm-hmm. um, cool so what are we talking about today well, David? today we're actually talking about the economy how stillbirth affects the economy did you so <laughs> so apparently there was a theme each day for baby loss awareness week yeah i didn't get the memo <laughs> so we just did our own well thing. we might we might do another mini series take picking up on each of those themes that's a good idea <clears throat> some um, of them some of them do intersect with with what we've been talking about anyway but there are some others which i think are quite interesting and i think it'd be really good to talk about cool um so what we do want to talk about is the way that stillbirth affects the economy because that's not one that we talk about often is it no why don't you read us what you wrote for our little mini meme fest last year um so i wrote this Um, A year, a little over a year after Grace died, I spoke at the Lancet Stillbirth series launch. So for those of you who don't know, the Lancet is one of the foremost medical journals in Europe. Um, At one point, the editor-in-chief of the Lancet, Richard Horton, said, At this point, we usually thank our funders, but it's stillbirth, so there are none. It was at this point I became aware of the financial priority that the government has given stillbirth. The landscape is changing but still the government makes promises without a comparable increase in resources. And here's the thing. So much in capitalistic societies happens because of economic benefit, except with stillbirth. So the Lancet actually did, they launched a whole series of papers on stillbirth. Uh, That was what, 2015? 2015. 2016. 2015 going on 2016. Mm. And one of those papers was the economic and psychosocial consequences of stillbirth. And and I was really taken by this whole thing. Cause like, like most people, I hadn't thought about the economic stuff. Um, and they based it on 
um, uh, an Australian study that was quite amazing and comprehensive. And they did some huge work on that. And they broke it down into direct and indirect costs. Mm. Um, what are the direct costs? Well, hospital care, um, time off work. Uh, yeah, so I guess medical, yeah, medical bills, that kind of thing. Um, Which is, I mean, for us, it's very different to being in the States. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we actually have no idea what what the cost of Grace's birth was, but, you know, it was partly medicalised and we were in a hospital and we were there for a couple of days afterwards. It, mm. you know, I mean, compared to the home births that we've had of our three living children, where the midwives were here for a maximum time of about seven or eight hours, two midwives, and that was it mm. for each of them. I mean, I know home birth actually is is um, statistically much less um, for financial burden on the NHS. A burden, you know what I mean. Mm. Um, it is, it is cheaper. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. We've no idea. And then, and then I guess also after that, you would have the impact of uh, maybe medical care for subsequent pregnancies, so, wouldn't you? Well, one of the figures was that some people pay hospital fees of up to twenty thousand for additional medical care. Oh Can you imagine me. if Grace had died and then we got in debt <sighs> because of it? I can't. My brain just. Or, or you have to wrangle with insurers to try and get them to cover those costs when something goes wrong. I mean, that must be horrific trying to sort that out while you're while you're in shock and in grief. And I can't. can't even. No, no. So then, so then, you know, what are the what are the hidden costs of the mental health impact of that? Then, well, there's and there's also so while we're talking about direct costs, so in my mind, direct costs is those things which you know if the NHS were going to charge us, that's how much it would cost. Yeah. And the indirect costs are the stuff that come as a result after the, after the fact. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, I suppose. Well, so I mean, like, like funeral okay, costs and, well, but get this though. I mean, yeah, that's not a cost to society or no, the no, economy, it's, is it? A, but it says the indirect costs are often costs, which are then um, put down to the parents. Right. So, so, so what about this? What about then like the, the time off work that some of our family and friends had to take to support us in that, mm. like to come and look after our living child while we were in hospital. Um, you know, our amazing doula who just dropped everything and came to be with us. I, I to this day, I have absolutely no idea if what kind of a cost sacrifice that she had to make. Am I right in thinking that recently um, it's been made is it be made law that we don't have to pay for baby funerals? Am I making things up? Do you know what? I'm not sure. There's something about I, that. No, maybe head. for children under 16, I think the law changed, didn't it? Now, my experience, I mean, I have um, spent many years playing the organ and singing at funerals, including some babies' funerals. And uh, the, in my experience, funeral directors didn't charge for babies' funerals anyway. Um, and I never did. Absolutely mm. not. I mean, I think once I had to say, I'm really sorry, I can't do that because I think it, like the cost to me at that point was too great to go and do that for nothing. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, where I could, I, I definitely did. Uh, I did do that, but 
you know, I, I think what what are we saying that that we need to examine the economic fallout of baby loss because that in a capitalist society actually that is a motivator for yeah. change research. Do you know what it is? I don't think so. This is <laughs> see my current thing at the moment is that in a capitalistic society, no matter how well-meaning people are, change does not happen unless there's some monetary benefit, mm. some economic benefit. Um, you know, we could argue about that, but I stand by that. And I do not think the people and the people in power realise that there is economic benefit to stepping up even more than it is at the moment, sort of prevention work mm. and aftercare yes, work. Yes, yes, yes. So one of the things that I'm looking at now is it says that a pregnancy after stillbirth, because there will be sort of more sort of more surveillance, more care needed, sure. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we had extra scans and stuff, didn't we? So this is a few years back and they reckon it can cost up to um, 1,700 more than a li- an uncomplicated live birth. So a subsequent pregnancy, the care that nope, somebody so needs. I'm lying, I'm lying, up to £5,600 more. £5,600. So so a subsequent pregnancy can cost up to £5,600 more. more scans, you've got more care. You got than more. an uncomplicated yeah. live birth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then a previously uncomplicated live birth. Okay. Mm. Wow, that's mega. And there's loads of people who've had gone on and had subsequent pregnancies. Or what about the care for people then who try to and don't aren't successful? Well, or yeah, I mean there's a <sighs> successful, sorry. Language is so difficult. I hope I'm not offending anyone by my choice of words in the moment. Mm. Um God, it it it's mad, isn't it? And what was the other statistic you told me that that um still Birth costs Here three is, times. Care, care costs for stillbirths are, te- are up to 70% greater than with a live birth. Wow. Um, I think what makes it hard is that the costs, like we say, direct and indirect costs are spread over so many areas. Yeah. I think it's hard for people to see a cohesive whole and to yeah. say this much. Um, you know. Okay. But somebody. But this study is really in depth. It's, it's very comprehensive, isn't it? Mm. Somebody somewhere has looked at this stuff. I mean, my God, good on them. And, and they've, you know, they've given us something to work with. So what I'm thinking now is that 70%, it costs up to 70% more. Yet, I believe the figure is still around 50% of stillbirths in this country are preventable. preventable. Yeah. So if it costs up to 70% more when someone has a stillbirth, Yet, 50% of those stillbirths are preventable. I mean, that and, is and also, really, really, but, surely that's really, really a really straightforward equation <laughs> that if you invest in prevention, then you will save money in the long run. But then, then it takes them somebody stepping up now and saying, we need to invest in that now. Yeah, I think there was this big thing. I mean, also, you know, again, indirect costs, you're talking about, what about people who... um have got some kind of trauma going on as a result of it and can't go back to work. And mm. there's a sort of loss of, there's employment factors in there and so on. Well, who knows what the lifetime cost of that is? What if somebody then after a stillbirth then is no longer able to work at all? 
and needs to use the benefit system. Also, we, and and they're, got- they're like that for, the, for you know, unfortunately for them, that they are there in a long-term capacity um, and we, they are no longer contributing to the economy by working and paying their taxes. And, you know, we, this, which this- is, you know, I, I, um, I think it's, sorry, I keep interrupting you. I think it's so wonderful that we, we have a system where we can support people who need that support. But actually, what if we had better aftercare so that someone didn't end up in that place in the first place. I mean, there, and there's evidence in, cause this, again, this, this report goes on to talk about the psychosocial consequences and it also shows how. Hang on, hang on. Say that again. Psychosocial consequences. Yeah. Quite a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Is, it? Isn't it? Okay. Um, just trying to work out what that actually means. It just means, it just means. The mental health impact. Yeah. Mental right, okay. Health, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that came out of it, you go through it was like, you know, good care afterwards reduces the longevity of trauma and and, and the severity, it. surely as yeah. well. I mean that. Again, yeah, no I mean brainer. it seems like a no-brainer, doesn't it? Um, yeah. No, um, could go on. There's not really that much more to say because it's no. really quite a simple equation. Um, but here's here's the thing. So here's this is how I finished what I wrote last year. Um, it says so the study shows that a live birth costs the country three times less than a stillbirth. And in a time when the stats showed that 50% of stillbirths could be prevented, we need more investment. In a world where the costs of grief is costing the workplace, we need more investment in aftercare. If for nothing else, for the sake of the economy, which ultimately affects every taxpayer in the land, yes, you may not know it, but as long as you are part of the economy, stillbirth affects you. Yes. Yes. Now, for us now, Grace's death could not have been prevented. Mm. But I I don't know how I would feel if we were in a situation where she had died because that investment had not been made. And that's a lot of people out there. And maternity care is really stretched at the moment. Um, I mean, in general terms, before coronavirus um, you know, popped up to liven up our 2020. Um, and, and I can foresee that, that, that the impact, the long-term impact is, is going to be really bad, mm. really, really, really bad. Um, I mean, if there was ever a time for more investment, it's now. I could get really political about it, but it just distracts. I saw an interesting thing the other day that compared coronavirus deaths to stillbirth deaths and uh, wow I mean it really took me back it took me aback actually um unfortunately I didn't I can't remember where I saw it and I didn't save it um so I won't give you the exact figures but I remember being quite shocked that um when you looked at sort of proportion of the population type thing um that actually the 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 stillbirth rate compared to the rate at which people are dying by coronavirus like it was it, it was much, much, much larger, the stillbirth rate. And um, I don't want anyone to die from coronavirus or let alone, you know, all the people who were suffering from long-term after effects, the long COVID sufferers. Um, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but it kind of makes you, it made me stop and wonder for a moment, the amount of money that's been thrown at it 
and wastefully thrown at it, in my opinion, as well, in some respects. Um, that, you know, <laughs> like even if, if, if even a fraction of that money was thrown at preventing stillbirth and in, improving aftercare, it, like what would the outcome of that be? Mm. Mm. Absolutely. It, it, you know, and, and you could compare it to lots of other things, not just coronavirus, but obviously that's a big one on our minds at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make sense, does it, on any level? Do you know what? I'm just, I'm going to leave with this because I think what's on my mind is a lot of people don't think it affects them. Mm. hasn't got a place in their life. If you pay taxes, it affects you. If you benefit from the economy or you struggle in the economy, it affects you. It is a contributing part of our economic makeup. You are involved. Yeah, we're going to do one more to finish off the series. We're not sure exactly when it's going to come out. It, it might take a couple of days because it's getting a bit busy here. Yeah. But um, yeah, and we're getting a bit tired, <laughs> to be fair. It's quite hard work making these podcasts and talking and thinking about Grace. And um, yeah, but we've got, we've got one more. Just thinking about a gl- the global perspective, the global stillbirth perspective and... Um, the recent UNICEF report that came out actually last week at the beginning of Baby Loss Awareness Week. Um, and you know where to find us. Uh, the website is graceinaction.org.uk and you can email us at info.graceinaction. No, info at graceinaction.org.uk. You can find us on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook. And we would love a comment. Uh, let us know what you're share. Thinking. A share, we'd love a, a share. like, a, a subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> all of that stuff. Um, Hopefully, if you're actually on this episode, you have actually subscribed by now. <laughs> if you haven't, do it. So, uh, until next time, strength, peace, love. <laughs>